Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including our guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is the Florida State Senate President and also our uh, uh, senator, our local senator here in, in uh, the Paradise Coast. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And Linda, my wife, will be joining us as well later in the show. It is December the 13th, and on this day in 2000, Vice President Al Gore conceded defeat to George W. Bush in his bid for presidency following weeks of legal battles over the recounting of votes in Florida. In a televised speech, uh, from his ceremonial office next to the White House, Gore said that while he was deeply disappointed and sharply disagreed with the Supreme Court verdict that ended his campaign, partisan rancor must now be set aside. I accept the finality of the outcome, which will be ratified next Monday in the Electoral College, he said, and tonight, for the sake of our unity as people and the strength of our democracy, I offer my concession, he said. Gore had won the national popular vote by more than 500,000 votes, but narrowly lost in Florida, giving the Electoral College to Bush 271 to 266. Gore said he had telephoned Bush to offer his congratulations, honoring him for the first time with the title President-Elect. I promise I wouldn't call him back this time, Gore said. Kind of a little humor there, referring to the moment on election night when he called Bush to tell him that he was going to concede and then called him back a half an hour later to retract the concession. Gore only hinted at what might be he do in the future. I've seen America in this campaign. I like what I see. It's worth fighting for. And that's the fight I'll never stop, he said. Uh, among uh, friends and family beside uh, Gore were his wife, Tipper, now his ex-wife, his running mate, uh, Senator Joseph Lieberman of Connecticut and Lieberman's wife, Hadassah. A little more than an hour later, Bush addressed the nation for the first time as president-elect, declaring that the nation must rise above the House divided, uh, referring, of course, to President Abraham Lincoln's speech. Uh, speaking from the podium of the Texas House of Representatives, Bush devoted his speech to themes of reconciliation following one of the closest and most disputed presidential elections in U.S. history. I was not elected to serve one party, but to serve one nation, Bush said. Bush and his running mate Dick Cheney took office on January 20th, 2001. They were re-elected in 2024 uh, over Democrats John Kerry and John Edwards. Gore has, has since become a foremost climate advocate scammer. He was a, the creator and subject of the 2006 Academy Award-winning documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, about how the polar bears are going to die and such nonsense. Anyhow, it was about the climate crisis. Gore was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 2007, which kind of tarnishes uh, and blemishes the Nobel Peace Prize for what it is. That's uh, on this day in 2000. Well, today, U.S. Energy uh, of Energy is set to reveal a major scientific breakthrough this week after scientists were reportedly able to produce a fusion reaction that created a net energy gain for the very first time. 
the development, a major milestone in the pursuit of limitless clean energy, was made recently by the government-funded Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. The net gain reaction, which is considered to be the holy grail of zero-carbon power, is a major step forward to being able to create a technology one day that could offer a clean and virtually limitless supply of energy. Energy Secretary uh, Jennifer Grantham is expected to announce the results today. Uh, lab officials said the researchers were still finalizing their findings and nothing would be confirmed until the scheduled event. Until now, no researchers have been able to produce more energy from a fusion reaction than it consumes. The science of nuclear fusion is based on pressing hydrogen atoms so close to each other that they combine into helium and then release torrents of energy. Well, despite the recent breakthroughs, <clears throat> science uh, believe fusion power stations are still at least a decade away from commercial use. Actually, I think uh, if this, uh, if they can really uh, perfect this and finalize this, to me, it seems to me we could get rid of the power grid. Each home could have its own power source, have its own fusion box, and uh, uh, just greatly simplify. Uh, the uh, the uh, power sources in uh, in the United States and around the world, frankly, this is a this is a and can you imagine having a car, for example, and just having one of these fusion reactors installed in the car, and uh, you'd have fuel for a year or two years or something that nature. This could be really, really, really big, but uh, I don't if, I don't think it's going to take decades, quite frankly, if you have human ingenuity working on this and allow uh, patents to uh, have integrity. Great things could happen. It could happen pretty quickly. Well, yesterday, researchers published a study confirming a link between COVID-19 and postural tachycardia syndrome, a debilitating heart condition that most affects women between the ages of 15 and 50. The condition often leads to the rapid heart rate, low blood pressure, fainting, and lightheadedness. Now, a new study made of more than 280,000 folks found that uh, who'd gotten COVID were more than five times likely to develop POTS, this is the, uh, the syndrome, than if they had gotten vaccinated. But that wasn't all. They found that getting mRNA vaccines also raised the risk of POTS over the general population. It's not clear why this is happening. In the case of vaccine, researchers think the body's immune response could play a role. But given the much higher prevalence of POTS, and again, that's the postural tachycardia syndrome, in COVID-infected uh, groups, authors say vaccination is still the best way to reduce the risk of POTS. I don't understand that logic, but nevertheless, uh, again, we're learning more and more about the risks of uh, these vaccinations. And again, of course, they were applied to human beings before they were properly tested. And now we're discovering the downside, including an increased death rate among uh, young people. It's very strange, and there hasn't been a positive link, but uh, very, very suspicious. I'm not a doctor, but uh, I, I suggest being very careful about getting these vaccines. Well, Florida's Republican doctor, Governor Ron DeSantis has put the pharmaceutical industry on notice by warning the public that Big Pharma's mRNA COVID shots ended up killing people. That's from the governor. Governor DeSantis issued a fiery statement where he vowed to hold big pharma companies accountable for these injured or killed uh, people killed by the vaccines. 
Uh, DeSantis argued the people who were led to believe that vaccines were safe because of a widespread effort by the corporate media and tech companies to suppress any information about the risks. He was responding after Elon Musk dropped the Twitter files, which show how big tech had been censoring people who questioned the effectiveness of the vaccinations. Musk's revelations also come as a lawsuit against the Biden administration has exposed collusion between big tech and the federal government to silence Americans. Can you believe, I mean, they silenced the Great Barrington uh, paper on uh, this. Thousands of scientists signed on, all reputable, and uh, government ignored it. In fact, tried to repress it, suppress it, and uh, discredit the uh, people who signed the Great Barrington Declaration. Emails submitted to Discovery in the lawsuit show top federal officials and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention employees have direct access to Twitter censorship tools so they can control the narrative regarding the COVID pandemic and the resulting measures such as lockdowns, masking, and vaccines. The tank companies are trying to, before Musk on Twitter, Twitter was, then trying to use massive power, massive ability to shape the narrative to enforce orthodoxy and to marginalize dissenting views, DeSantis said. And so the orthodoxy that they want you to is not the values or my values and how they marginalize people that were speaking the truth or COVID was really, really damaging, said uh, DeSantis. At the end, it ended up uh, killing people because people would tell the truth and they were getting deplatformed on Twitter, said DeSantis. We're also going to be doing some stuff because I have a surgeon general in Florida, Dr. Uh, uh, Ladapo, who's been really, really strong at just fighting back against the narrative and the phony things that people are trying to do and to focus on the evidence, he said. So, you know, we're going to to work and hold these manufacturers accountable for mRNA because they said there were no side effects, but there are. And that's, uh, he, he actually said, and so we did a study in Florida and you saw an 86% increase in cardiac-related activity from people 18 to 39 from mRNA shots. 86% increase. And so we said no across the board, so everybody has the ability to opt out of anything that they're trying to impose on you, said DeSantis. <clears throat> so uh, just appreciate those efforts on our behalf. And again, we're discovering every day more and more side effects from the uh, vaccine. Also, on a more positive note, Governor DeSantis announced uh, Florida's ranking as number one state in the country for parental uh, empowerment, according to the Center for Education Reform Parent Power Index. The annual Parent Power Index debuted in 1999 and measures the extent to which states have policies uh, in place that put students first, value the unique needs of every family, and empower parents to oversee the child's education. Each state was ranked according to three criteria, Uh, Choice programs, charter schools, and innovation. Overall, Florida scored 94.6%, leading all 50 states in the District of Columbia. And here's some other rankings, too. Uh, Florida ranked number one for digital and personalized learning. Ranked number one in the nation for choice programs. Number two in the nation for charter schools. And number three in the nation for teacher quality. Florida also received high scores for leadership, COVID-19 response, and transparency. Pretty impressive. Well, a huge caravan, a migrant caravan of over 1,000 people crossed illegally into El Paso, Texas, Sunday night. Uh, National correspondent for Fox News, Bill Malugin, 
posted a video of the massive migrant caravan entering the United States and said the city of El Paso reports Border Control now has over 5,000 in custody and has released hundreds to city streets. Just really a shame. Last week, reporter Peter Ducey asked President Joe Biden why he was in Arizona but not visiting the border because there's more important things going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise, Biden replied. Press Secretary of Governor Ron DeSantis, Jeremy Redfern, uh, questioned how there could be more important things to do in the border crossings, reportedly topped 2.76 million, breaking a previous record. Our own Representative Byron Donalds slammed the Biden administration attitude towards the border. The Secretary of Homeland Security says our borders are secure. Does that look secure to you? I don't think so. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com and give them a call. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, uh, our Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative. And you can find out more by visiting the website vfga.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us our Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So uh, you're in uh, Tallahassee for a special session uh, with a big job to do, uh, to do with regard to uh, cost of insurance here in the state of Florida. Now, I was hoping you could give us an update. Sure. Um, as you know, we had a uh, special session earlier this summer that uh, began to tackle the insurance crisis in Florida, but it didn't go nearly far enough. So the uh, speaker and I... Um, uh, in consultation with the governor, uh, ordered a special session uh, before the regular session because it is a crisis and it's something that we need to address. We also added um, hurricane relief because uh, of Ian and Nicole. Uh, and so those two are the two main bills that we are addressing. They've gone through the committees today, uh, yesterday and will be going to the floor of the Senate today, and they're moving through the House as well. Briefly, uh, with regard to the property insurance bill, it has uh, three important components, but the two that are probably are, everybody's more interested in is how do we uh, get insurance companies to handle claims expeditiously and promptly and you know pay out as quickly as uh, they should, and how do we rein in the, um, the proliferation of, of the lawsuits and the, the concurrent attorney's fees that go with it that are driving up the cost of insurance? So we've done a number of measures with regard to the insurance companies. We have reduced the time to file claims. We've reduced the time for them to respond. They, there's obligations on their part to, to provide information to uh, policyholders promptly instead of upon request. Uh, some really important consumer-friendly uh, provisions with regard to the lawsuits, uh, the bill, uh, it, uh, rep- it repeals the assignment of benefits uh, a program which is costing uh, billions of dollars. Um, we are doing away with the one-way attorney's fees, which also has driven up the cost of insurance. And then we've done some uh, uh, tweaks to the citizens' uh, property insurance in terms of who's eligible and the like. Very robust bills, uh, groundbreaking, a lot of work went into them, and we're going to bring them across the finish line and hope that uh, we'll, we'll hope that these reforms will be see immediate uh, results. Unfortunately, it's going to take a couple of cycles of, of policy uh, premiums uh, to to sink in. And I have made the comment <laughs> on numerous um, TV stations and the like that if the insurance uh, industry doesn't start reducing premiums uh, quickly, there will be hell to pay. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I've been saying. Well, I really appreciate, <laughs> appreciate your efforts on our behalf here. And uh, last night, Linda and I had a chance to attend an event for the Foundation for Government Accountability. Uh, Governor DeSantis was a speaker, and he was just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of his reveals, this was so interesting, I, I, I said, my, maybe he misspoke here, uh, that, uh, for example, he cited cases where uh, attorneys would get a $15,000 settlement, let's say, for a homeowner, and the attorney's fees are hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there was one lawyer who who spoke yesterday. Who uh, the the 
funds due to the policyholder by the insurance company, they miscalculated the uh, interest rate, and it was something like, I don't know, $300 or even less, and the attorney's fees were uh, like 15000 It's uh. crazy. It's wrong. So, uh, and, and that's just not isolated cases. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. The way I look at it, the insurance industry didn't like the bill, and the and the trial bar industry doesn't like the bill, which means it's a good bill. It's, it's a good consumer bill. Friendly. Yeah, it's it's consumer friendly. He also he made this comment. I think you made this comment as well on the show. But uh, we have about eight percent of the population in Florida here for the entire United States. So eight percent. Said so the attorneys' fees. We we have seventy eight percent of the. Uh, Legal right. costs across the nation with just eight percent of the population. That no wonder, our, no wonder our insurance is so expensive. It, it's um, it's just horrific, and uh, the people that were screaming the loudest uh, in in uh, opposition to the bill are, are law firms that file hundreds and hundreds of cases a year um, for de minimis amounts, and, and and it really bothers me. But it also bothers me the way. The insurance industry is not responding, so we're we're trying to get everybody on the same page, uh-huh. and we will. And we will. So, uh, my understanding is that we've actually seen a reduction in the uh, by uh, uh, rating companies of the uh, quality of insurance companies in Florida because of this. Uh, are we going to see, in any chance, going to see lower premiums and more participants in the insurance market? We are very hopeful of that. Uh, in in conversations I've had with some of the big um, insurers, uh, they're they're saying they will come back into the market once things start settling down. And I'm telling them, I want you to come back now. Give us a it's a good faith. <laughs> um, by the way, and we should probably if you got a second, the uh, hurricane relief bill is which is really uh, important to uh, Southwest Florida is a very robust bill giving. Uh, property tax uh, relief to those uh, individuals who um, their their homes or their condos are uninhabitable uh, due to the storm. So they'll get uh, they'll get uh, refunds uh, for that period from the storm to the end of the year when they, once they've paid their bill. Um, we've, we're putting 150 million dollars into um, Florida housing to for them to help people repair their homes. Uh, find places to live. Um, we put some money into uh, repair of seawalls and and, and um, uh, beach beach uh, renourishment for some of those affected uh, counties and cities. Um, there's there's just a lot of things that we're doing. It's all it's all money yeah. <laughs> because that's all we can do. And. Uh, um, I think that'll that bill will go a long way for Southwest Florida. Well, that's that's great to hear because I can't imagine losing a home and then getting a getting a tax bill for a, a lot of money and my home's gone. You know what what, what can you do? Exactly. So if exactly. I understood correctly, I did not to parse words, but did you say that uh, from the time of the storm, let's say September twenty eighth until right the it, end of the year, and then of course it'll readjust. Um, on the next, because those bills have, were already set to go out. Right. They they went they went out. So people right after the storm got a tax bill, which sort of kicked them in the teeth. Uh, so you know we can't adjust for the bill uh, uh, prospectively. So uh, we're suggesting everybody pay the bill and then they apply for the refund. And we have also extended the time period for them to pay the bill. The other thing that we're doing for local governments who are concerned about their um, loss of of revenue is yeah. we're going to the state is committing to pay the the uh, 
the local government's shares of the FEMA reimbursement. So, you know, we're just, you know, we're really cognizant of everyone who's impacted by the storm. Uh, You know, it's just great to see how proactive Governor DeSantis, the legislature, you, everybody is in terms of the problems here in Florida and just really in front of them, uh, rather than just responding to complaints. It's just, it's, well, congratulations, Kathleen. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us here in the show. Well, thank you, and have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortson. We're going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Boo Mortensen. It's time to find she's a radio personality from Madison, Wisconsin. Is down here now and always gives us great entertaining interviews. So, uh, uh, Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. And this is the question that I have for you, Bob. How do you listen to the news? Or how do you, let me rephrase it, how do you get your news? Well, that's an interesting question. I, I, you know, I'm kind of a, I like to watch uh, some shows like Tucker Carlson is a, is a can't miss t- show for me. I also watch Fox Nation, his, uh, his uh, 
Tucker Carlson Today Show is just really fantastic in some of the things that he does. So things like that I, I, I like to uh, listen to and uh, get get information. But also I use uh, websites, a lot of different websites. Uh, I don't trust any of them <laughs> or any news source, but I kind of get a compilation of what people are thinking and saying and I try and tie that all together for our audience. How about you? Uh, you know, I do it the old-fashioned way. I read a newspaper. Huh. Which ones? Well, I skim Naples News to get the local, or newspaper to get the local news. I don't read that in depth. Uh-huh. And uh, mostly the Wall Street Journal. I'm not a TV watcher, so I don't have, you know, that's it's not my habit. Yeah. But you and I are kind of outliers because most people... Most Americans get their news on social media. A quarter, one-fourth of all adults get their news from YouTube. Well, Linda gets, gets uh, her news uh, from Twitter, from uh, Truth Social, from uh, – she, she, uh, she has sources that she follows on, uh, for example, Twitter. And uh, she says they're great sources and get breaking news, stuff that you don't find anywhere – uh, but it ends up being news in 24 hours or 48 hours. So uh, Linda's right right in there with them on, on in terms of using uh, social media. I don't use it at all. I don't either. Yeah. I don't even have a presence. I don't even. But most Americans, like I just said, a quarter use uh, YouTube. The majority of young adults get their news on Facebook. I didn't even know you could get your news on Facebook. Yeah. So let me ask you a pointy question, if I may. Uh, are, are you following the Elon Musk uh, Twitter feeds, the things that, that he's revealing about uh, Twitter before he bought the company? Mm-hmm. Well, that it was biased yeah, and well, it was fake news? Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. Uh, uh, this, this started to come out, and it was in the news sources that I look at, it was really the lead story on just about everything. Uh, about Elon Musk reveals and uh, how President Trump, for example, was knocked off of Facebook with no legitimate reason according to their policies and so forth. So uh, I, I looked on ABC, CBS, uh, CNN, not one word in their websites about anything about the, uh, the uh, Twitter feeds or what's happening with Elon Musk. Well, if you go to those same news sources, for the most part, like CNN... Um, there's nothing on it about Hunter Biden either. Right. Well, this is, and my point is this, that you find yourself sometimes uh, in a discussion, uncomfortable discussion with other people about what's happening in the news, I being conservative, and for example, and these people might be liberal. Well, you know, you can't fault them for their points of view because they don't know, they're not getting the information. They don't understand what's really happening. Well, and can you, can you trust what you get on social media? I don't think so, <clears throat> but can you trust it any more than you can trust what you watch on TV? Well, that's you think a, it's all slanted and all biased? Uh, that's a great question, uh, but I think the subtlety that I'm referring to is not what people say on the news or what you're reading, but what you're not reading. In other words, it's, uh, it, it's very subtle. I mean, to, to not cover the story about, for example, Hunter Biden for two years, three years, <laughs> whatever it's been, been. I mean, that's a big omission in terms of people being informed of what's happening. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think so. Now, is it on Facebook? I doubt it. 
I can't attest to it. I mean, uh, like I say, I think there's a lot of good news. Once you gain, once you begin to trust somebody and what they're saying, in other words, you kind of use parallax vision, you start looking at stuff, and then you start to trust people who are on social media and uh, go to them and, and realize that you could probably count on what they're saying. And uh, I th it's just like uh, trusting, uh, it's just like trusting, uh, for example, uh, you know uh, that Wall Street Journal. Once you once you gain trust, you begin to rely on them. See, and I do. I think that they're very fair reporting. They, <clears throat> but maybe that's just my bias. But they always view in the on the opinion page. The editorials sometimes have other points of view. Mm -hmm. I think it's fairly far a fair reporting. Again, I have trust in what I read there. Right. And I like the idea of sitting down with a newspaper. I mean, it's old-fashioned, but it just feels good to me. It feels comforting to do that, I even though I'm completely agitated by the news. <laughs> yeah, I think you're not alone in that. A lot of people, I, in fact, I enjoy sitting down with the Naples Daily News and doing a Sudoku. <laughs> oh. so, and I look at the sports page, but unfortunately, the sports is, uh, news is always a day late because... Uh, they don't report the current stuff that's going on. But that said, uh, there is a certain comfort, isn't there, in just kind of opening the paper and kind of leafing through it? Yeah, it's old-fashioned. Um, to go away entirely, possibly, probably, at yeah. some point along the line. <clears throat> what would be interesting is to look at the point of view of Twitter a year ago and see how it's going to morph or change into whatever it's going to become in the next year to see if the slant of the news is really different under Elon Musk. Well, I think it's, if, you, if you're looking and following these reveals and what's going, coming out, he's had his fifth drop now of uh, Twitter feeds and, and information behind what's happening at Twitter. It is shocking to, to see how the whole, how news has been manipulated. It's so many people counting on that information in terms of making their decisions, even decisions about who to vote for, uh, really influenced by by how they handled the news at Twitter. And uh, it's, uh, I, I think people are going to end up in uh, orange jumpsuits as a result. Well, we should see. It'll be interesting to see. More women watch or uh, follow Facebook than men but on Twitter, more men follow Twitter than women do. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, you know, I, I look at a number of uh, news sites, uh, for example, uh, Zero Hedge News and, uh, uh, well, uh, Bongino Report and uh, uh, Breitbart and uh, Newsmax. Mm -hmm. and just, but, I, you know, I don't necessarily trust any of them. I just look at all of them and kind of consolidate everything in terms of how I see the world. Right. You, uh, do you ever go on real clear politics? Yes, I have. I've, uh, I haven't done it in a while. That's a, thank you for reminding me. That's a good source. It's a good source because they use a number of sources in order to compile news. Right. But, see, I think people read sources or social media – uh, to validate how they feel. No question about it. It's what they call confirmation bias in science. You know, people are looking to reinforce their points of view based on, uh, and so they'll they'll go to news sources that tend to confirm what their point of view is. 
Exactly. So it just solidifies it, which may have to do with why we're so polarized as a nation right now. Yeah, no question. Well, the other thing that's going on, too, is that uh, companies are rewarded by clicks. And the consequence is they tend to put inflammatory comments and, and lead stories in the news uh, in order to uh, get more clicks, which leads to more revenue. So the consequence mm-hmm. is that, that we, we tend to be pushed to the extremes by the way news is presented to us. You know, don't you wish for the old days down, you'd have three channels and you'd watch Walter Cronkite yeah. giving the news. That's so true. <laughs> So true, Boo. Reminds me of watching the uh, the signal uh, before Howdy Doody came on when I was a kid. <laughs> Things were simpler. It was a simpler world back then. Boo, I always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Interesting discussion. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. 
want to mention to you also that uh, Wednesday to Saturday nights, uh, 4 to 8 p.m., Lulubee's Diner is beginning to serve dinner. Used to serve just breakfast and lunch, and they are great. But now they're serving dinner Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. with a great chopstick, uh, salmon, snapper, grouper, great things on the menu. Lots of comfort food as well. and A great value, too, and a great place to dine. And that's Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Well, a recount in uh, Colorado's 3rd Congressional District confirms that GOP Representative Lauren Boebert Won a race against Democrat Adam Fish. Uh, Democrat Adam Fish conceded to the Republican Congresswoman Lope Boebert last month. But nevertheless, because the vote was so close that in Colorado they uh, have a recount, automatic recount, whether it's requested or not. And uh, she ended up, there's a couple of votes. She ended up getting three less votes and he got one more vote. Uh, but he, she still won by several hundred votes. So again, now the congressional uh, and uh, Congress stands to 222 for the Republicans, and what, what would that lead? It would be uh, 213 uh, for the Democrats uh, going into the next, next congressional session. Hopefully we can keep uh, the Democrats from doing too much damage during the lame duck session, uh, but we'll see how that all turns out. Uh, Seton Motley, by the way, was my next guest. Uh, we had a plan to do this because he's now moved to Belize, uh, and I will look forward to talk to him, but apparently the way we're going to communicate has not worked. And so uh, we'll try and get that fixed for next time he's on the show. It's always informative. I look forward to having him on the show. But kind of interesting, moving to Belize. Well, the former CEO of a failed crypto firm, FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the United States government, the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York uh, uh, on Monday. Bankman-Fried is under criminal investigation by the United States and Bahamian authorities. Following the collapse last month of FTX, the firm filed for bankruptcy on November the 11th when it ran out of money after cryptocurrency equivalent of a bank run. Uh, so he's supposed to uh, testify at Congress today. Uh, and his position, of course, has been that I didn't do anything wrong. I just uh, screwed up, basically, his, his position in this entire thing. But uh, he's not going to be testifying today, and I would suggest if he did testify that he just simply say uh, he'd plead the Fifth Amendment because right now he's going to be under uh, criminal investigation uh, in the city uh, attorney's office in New York. Earlier this evening, Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman-Fried at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment filed by the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, according to uh, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams. We expect to move to unseal the indictment in the morning, and we'll have more to say at that time. So he's going to be going through this entire process of, uh, we're not going to find out from Congress about this, but uh, my guess is he'll probably end up testifying to Congress after he finishes his criminal process. Well, the Department of Energy has fired Sam Britton. Remember him? Uh, he's thought to be the nation's first openly gender-fluid federal employee amid multiple allegations of luggage theft. Sam Britton is no longer a uh, Department of Energy employee, a department spokesman said to uh, yesterday. By law, the Department of Energy cannot comment further on personal matters. Uh, he drew uh, uh, national attention for allegedly stealing a Vera Bradley suitcase from an airport luggage claim, which the owner claimed contained roughly $2,325 in value of its contents, though Britain 
originally denied stealing the bag. The now former Department of Energy official later called the airport to say it had been mistakenly taken and would be returned. That's his story, and he's sticking to it, I guess. Nevertheless, well, now this has happened again. Uh, last week, authorities charged it with a second theft, this time involving luggage allegedly stolen from a Las Vegas airport. He served as the Department of Energy's Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition prior to his termination. He's got a shaved head, lipstick, dresses he's wearing, high heels and so forth, <laughs> a mustache and a beard. So he's certainly different. Gender fluid is what they're saying. Well, in any event, he's also crooked, too, because he's stealing luggage. And, you know, the fact of the matter is you can actually watch him do it because they have cameras all around that stuff, around the uh, carousels. So uh, he, uh, he's going to be paying a price for that. Well, Barry Weiss released the latest segment of the Twitter files on Monday afternoon, continuing to cover the removal of President Donald Trump from Twitter while he was sitting, uh, sitting present only days after the Capitol riot of January the 6th. Uh, members of the team came to view him as a leader uh, of a terrorist uh, group responsible for violence, deaths comparable to the Christchurch shooter or Hitler, and on the basis of a total, totality of his tweets, he should be deplatformed, one post read. Twitter employees on the scaled enforcement team suggest that Twitter's peep tweets may have violated Twitter's glorification of violence policy, if you're interpreted the phrase American pilot, uh, parrot, Patriots, excuse me, to refer to uh, rioters, Weiss reported. So uh, basically what the story says is, well, people are very concerned about Trump. They thought he was a leader of violence. They thought his followers were violent uh, people, and therefore uh, he should be deplatformed, I guess was the point of view of these people. And it's really a shame because uh, he le he's no longer on Twitter. He's formed his own company. It's True Social. And now he's saying, well, that's, I'm not going to use Twitter anymore. I'm going to go to True Social. Lots of people are flocking to True Social. It's a great social media uh, source. And uh, I use it. Uh, I don't uh, necessarily peruse all the people and what they're reporting, but I go to True Social a lot, a lot more than I go to Twitter now. Well, American workers aren't getting nearly as much done this year as they used to. The U.S. Department of Productivity plunged first quarter in the largest decline since 1947, then dropped by the highest annual amount on record in the second, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The third quarter data indicates year-over-year -year output saw three consecutive declines for the first time since 1982. So what's going on? One expert says there are several factors contributing to the drop in productivity, and the problem is likely to persist for some time. Julie Bach, maybe Bakke is how she pronounces it, anyhow, founder and chief career strategist with the Bakke Group, uh, said that the decline in output from the current workforce was largely inevitable. COVID just sped it up. In short, she says the world of work right now is a mess. That's her official diagnosis. The U.S. workforce is uh, stretched thin in this tight labor market, and people are just plain burnout, she said. For Bakke's noted, the pandemic caused many older seasoned workers to retire early, and the spots left behind by those boomers will likely be filled by an insufficient number of less experienced workers from younger generations. Not only do Gen X and Gen Z workers lack some of the institutional knowledge of the older workers, Bakke said, but they are also less willing to put in long hours than their boomer managers might expect. 
And so at the same time, the older workers that remain now tend to be less willing to sacrifice their health or family time to take on loads of extra work. Adding to the problem, month upon month of persistent talent shortages means workers are being asked to do more than just their own job because employers have been unable to fill many positions. And with recession fears growing, the problem is getting worse. Balky said the first thing companies do when they are looking at cutting back on the workforce is to cancel open positions. And what message does that send to the people back at work who are doing uh, two jobs? They say the cavalry is not coming. So she said the companies are pushing their employees to the point that the workers just don't care anymore. And uh, people are discouraged. She said they're just feeling hopeless and helpless is her summary. Interesting. Less productivity and uh, the workforce is pretty much burnt out. Not a good sign with the coming recession. All right, coming up, I'm going to visit with Linda Harden, my wife, and also one of the most well-informed people I know based on what's happening around the world. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. We have with us 
Linda Harden, she wrote a column called Greetings from Paradise. She hasn't written it for a while. It's dead. <laughs> yeah, the column is dead. She doesn't want to do it anymore. No. But the point is, uh, she keeps herself really up to date on social media. We talked about that with Boo Mortensen earlier today. How do you, you get most of your new, news? I get all my news from, from social media. Because guess why? Because because the media that's out there, look, take a take a short gander at the Naples Daily News. It's almost non-existent anymore. You can almost not see it. Yeah. And the fact that you even have to pay for it is just criminal. There is no news in it, and it's all left. That's uh, you're absolutely right about that. Well, that's a different story. Wait, uh, wait. It's all left and obituaries. Yeah, that's and uh, and the weather and and day old sport news <laughs> with, with the smallest print ever. Yeah, help me understand why they would list all the television listings and and everything that's going on in sports and the print that uh, guys like me can't read. And boy, they gave themselves awards for what a sparkling um, publication they have. It's just, you can't make this stuff up. You and I had the opportunity to uh, hear Governor DeSantis light down. Wasn't we, he awesome? We went to an event for the Foundation for Government Accountability. It was terrific. The purpose of the event was uh, they brought people in from 15 different states, elected officials who were preparing themselves for the next legislative se- sessions. Unfortunately, our Kathleen Pasadoma and others from Florida couldn't be here because they're in a special session up in Tallahassee. But nevertheless, Governor DeSantis, I just thought he was spectacular. He's a rock star. Yeah. There's no, there's no getting around it. And he has no fear. And I love the way he's just, the way he said about setting his rudder to the north and just plowing ahead through all this media crap. He says, you know, you know, when they're against me and when they're, when they're, um, when they're, uh, shooting dart their darts at me. I know I'm doing something right. Yeah, it was it was great. He yeah. was I could listen to him for another hour. Such an important point. He said that basically he just doesn't pay attention to the news or to the noise coming from the media and from the left. He just simply uh, works with other people. He wants to determine what's right and what we need to do here in the state of Florida to keep us free and moving forward. And he does it in spite of whatever feedback he's getting. He does the right thing, and he comments on it. You know, he's very. You know what impressed me last night? He gave us how much long was it? He was probably up there for a half an hour. It was 40, forty minutes. I timed it. Forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Not one note. Uh, not one. No teleprompter. Not one skipped word. Oh, you're forgetting or or. He just. He was just terrific. Well, and it it was really great because he said he doesn't pay any attention to the polls. All he knows is what he has to do for the people of Florida. And he he he's not a a big ego guy. No. But he didn't miss the opportunity to to shame um, the left in in how much he won by in this last That's election. That's so true. Especially in Miami Dade County and and. It, it was amazing. But, but uh, getting back to the media for just a second, uh, he's, he says it's, the media has made it so easy because anything that I do that's right for the, for, the, for the people of Florida, they're just like running around with their hair on fire trying to, trying to disrupt it. So he says, I'm just, I'm just jumping into the fire with yeah. both feet because I know I'm doing the right thing. It was really an interesting analogy. He's just a very principled guy. It's a, it has such integrity. And uh, kind of makes it look easy, doesn't it, when he, when he measures himself against the criteria of honesty, integrity, uh, uh, being on a mission, having a, a goal. He just uh, he doesn't just doesn't pay attention to the noise and the consequence. I think it simplifies his life. It doesn't make it any more pleasant, but it simplifies his life. No, and you know, Taryn Bragdon was so was so good with his questions and the little chat they had after right. after his talk because um, I was thinking about this too. I'm thinking this guy is everywhere, meaning. DeSantis. Yeah. He is 
everywhere. He's in Tallahassee. He's in he's uh, in Palm Beach. He's he's all the and and here he is speaking to this group. And there was about 160 people there last night, an intimate crowd by other standards of of events we've been there. And I'm thinking he comes in, gives this talk, sits down, answers these questions. When does he sleep? Right. He is just like all over the place. Plus, he's got a wife and three kids. And, and he, he talked. Um, Taryn, Agda, uh, Taryn asked him about his family and, and whatever and about his, his wife's cancer fight. And he just meets, he just rises to meet the challenge. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I, I must say, uh, by the way, Taryn Bragdon, Linda referenced, is uh, the founder and CEO of the Foundation for Government Accountability. Another rock star. I hope, yeah, he is a rock star. I hope you'll check out F- thefga.org. Uh, what impressed me is that I checked out uh, Governor DeSantis' schedule uh, yesterday's oh, schedule. You did? He actually had an event after our event. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Where was it? Well, it was a, it was a staff meeting with uh, somebody. I don't know where where the meeting was, but he had a scheduled event after the uh, after just talking to us for 40 minutes. He's he a, must be Buzz Lightyear because he must after events he's buzzing home and to you know to spend any quality time he can with his wife and kids. Holy smokes. Yeah. I'm impressed. I am very impressed indeed. You know who else I'm impressed with? Who? Elon Musk. Oh my goodness, isn't he just terrific? I'm having the best time following these Twitter reveals and he's he's playing. He's playing with all these um these lefties, which is just great. So uh, for those, that, uh, you, if you have an opportunity, if you're not reading the uh, information coming out from uh, uh, these, uh, who are the people that, I've forgotten his name now, the uh, the people that he's hired in order to have the releases on, on the Twitter feeds, but irrespective. Barry Weiss, um, Barry Matt, Weiss. Matt Taibbi, yeah. um, there's another guy. Thank you for that. But the, the point being is, you should really take it in because it is just so damning. And, and, and oh, by the way, these people that he's got revealing what's what's been covered up on Twitter. They're not Donald Trump fans. They're not, they're de- I mean, they're Democrats. Barry Weiss used to work for the, the New York Times. Matt Taibbi is an independent journalist. Um, yeah. and, and, and they're just, they're just putting the news out there, which, oh, by the way, is what the media should be doing. Right. Yet the, the mainstream media is doing everything it can to distract from this Twitter review. Oh, by the way, Lockerbie, that the jet Lockerbie, we got the we the guy's been held somewhere for ever, and now oh we finally got him and he's going to go on trial. These people are stupid. Well, you know what? That's simply cover. Don't pay attention to this. Pay attention to that. Exactly. It's, it's, they simply revealed it now because of what's happening with uh, Twitter and uh, Hunter Biden and all the nonsense. And you and you know what's great, and I and I pointed this out to you a, a couple of times. Is that while ABC, NBC, CBS, um, CNN, um, NPR, all these people who refuse to cover this stuff, guess what it's on? Guess what this Twitter reveal is on? The front page of the Daily Mail, which happens to be the biggest periodical in the whole wide world, and it is in big, bold letters. I love it. It's so much fun to watch. So on social media where I'm watching all of this stuff being revealed, and today's going to be another blockbuster day. I have a feeling because guess who um, who, who uh, Elon Musk just put back on Twitter is Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough, yeah. who have been the biggest um, naysayers of the COVID-19 and Anthony Fauci and whatever. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a good day. Well, what's his name? Brennan. Uh, oh, John Brennan. <laughs> he made a comment about it. I don't see how you can say bad things about Fa- Dr. Fauci. Fauci 
did so much for America, and we he deserves our gratitude and blah blah blah. <laughs> And what exactly did did uh, your house is glass? Your glass house is glass. Very short, very succinct reply to Brennan, but basically uh, a, a veiled threat about, "Hey, your turn is coming here with these Twitter feeds." You know what? The friends we were with last night were talking about Elon Musk that he, that he can't do all this. You know, he's running Tesla, SpaceX, this and that, and the other thing, and now and now he spent forty four billion dollars on Twitter, and he he. He can't possibly run everything because he said Tesla's in trouble. Yeah, well, temporarily, who knows? But I think Elon Musk is having a ball with this. Yeah, I think so, too. Because Because he's become the news. He, he has become the news, and he's relishing it. Totally energized. Linda, always appreciate you. Are we done already? Oh, can you believe how time flies? <laughs> you are a great guest. Thanks so oh, much thanks. for joining us. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. We've got great guests for tomorrow as well, including uh, Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz, and uh, Bob Levy, the uh, former chairman, chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.